<laughs> okay, so dude, we, let's get this show going, man. Yeah, let's we, go. We we've been we've been away from the people far too long for their far too long far too long about a month. Yeah, it's been about a month. About yeah. a month. About a month. We've yeah. left the reasonablists hanging, waiting, <laughs> thirsting for a word from on high. <laughs> the drought has ended. Just- just haven't haven't read a book. Nope. Haven't watched a movie. No. Nope. Just been waiting for us to to come with our yeah. thoughts and our educated guesses. That's right. The drought has ended, my children. <laughs> come <Woof>. drink. <laughs> I think it's just gonna pop up, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, those guys are still doing their stuff, huh?" Oh, I should oh, probably still, resubscribe. They're still doing that. Yeah. Well, good for them. I'm glad they have a hobby. That's cute. <laughs> it's good you guys keeping yourself busy once a month. Once a month, yeah, <laughs> I know, right? I know. Oof. Yeah, well, we appreciate you guys being patient. We've we've had yeah, to change man. things up a little bit with the show. Um, yeah. So obviously, we're not going anywhere. It just uh, you haven't seen us as frequently. Seen us? Trust me, you don't want a video podcast from Whoa. these two. Yeah, no way. Um, that's so gonna be, that's gonna be rough. That will be a rough one. That would yeah, that would not be good. <laughs> Rex keeps wanting to do a video podcast for uh, Saucy Riffs. And I'm like, dude, I, yeah. I, I told him, I was like, you know, hey, that's fine. I said, yeah. the camera's going to be looking at you. And that show goes <laughs> much longer than this one, much more free form. Um, yeah. By, just by design, by nature. Um, we try to not really go over two and a half hours. I know some people just went, Whoa! sorry, it sometimes <laughs> does. But I told yeah, him, I said, dude, I said, yeah, if you want to do this as a uh, you know, video podcast, I said, I'm all in favor of that. Um, because you know the show does have a YouTube channel. There's an audio feed in there, so if you know you want to listen to that show on yeah. YouTube, that's cool. I said, but the, for two and a half hours, I'm going to be looking at you, Rex, because that camera <laughs> will not be swinging over to look at me. I just, I just think, honestly, I think it would be great if it would be a close up of one of like of just the nose to chin, oh, and then one of you eats saltines, dude, just throughout the entire show. That's disgusting. I hate <laughs> close ups of mouths. Oh, that's vile. <laughs> that <laughs> see that's a show worth watching oh you know what else just is gross sa- just saltines oh, and- just dry <laughs> crumbs yeah you can't have any water <laughs> the rule uh you know what else is gross is like when people make their chins into puppets you know they put their heads upside down <laughs> you know what i'm I talking that about that bo- i don't know why yes i do but i love that that bothers you it it turns my stomach. It is disgusting. Because <laughs> that was it's, like a. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> it really is. It's, dude, it's, it going. is not funny at all. Dude, that is so funny. So like all those little. There was like a viral thing like like four years ago, five years ago. Oh yeah. And it was like everywhere. Like people would videotape their chin singing songs and oh, stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> you would just get. Boof. No. 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 Don't eat, don't eat a pile of fish and watch, watch YouTube. That's unholy. Don't do that. That is not what humans were made to do. <laughs> Every day we stray further from God's light. <laughs> By using our chins as puppets. Dude, I don't know why that's so funny to me. That, that grosses you out. I yeah, did not know I, that I did. You know, you. we joked but as we were doing our pre-show stuff here that I, I don't know what it is about you and Rex, but it's like you, you guys work to try to get me to yak. And... <laughs> It almost happened one time on on Saucy Riffs. I, I can't remember the episode number. Oh, I remember. That was I, that I was can't even remember golden. exactly what we were talking about. But I do, it, 
I was about, uh, there is no joke. I mean, if people have listened to that episode. I'm like, dude, were you faking? I'm like, no, I was l- scrambling for a garbage can. I literally thought Rex was going to have me barfing on a podcast. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. I, I've completely, I can't remember exactly block, what I put it was a mental block on it. I won't, I go to my but safe I, space. Go I to remember the happy place. I was, go to the happy place whenever I think of it, you know, dude, I remember I was driving. Um, we had like down the, it was like down the street. It, there was this, uh, there was a mall that, that outdoor mall that I it was probably one of my Sunday, uh, best buy visits. Yes. You know, for, yeah, I go for, into, for I go into town Ryan likes to go to best buy on Sunday. <laughs> That's like, his I go best into buy town, day. <laughs> go to town. Well, to best it's buy. my into town day Buy ethernet so, cables. <laughs> so I go down there, I get, you know, milk and bread, <laughs> milk come bread. on back. An Ethernet cable and a Blu-ray, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. So I think I was listening to that. I'm in the truck, and I'm taking a left. I'm going. I'm, I'm leaving. I remember exactly where I was. I was leaving the little complex, and I turned out, and you started going, Rex. I swear to God, I'm gonna. Thump. <laughs> yeah. And I just like I he was handle. working hard. I was dying. I was dying laughing. It was so good. Yeah, and yeah, literally. Yeah. Anyway, it, it helps if there's context, and you know, if you if you want to find the show, subscribe to yeah. sister show, Saucy Riffs and Tasty Lakes. There are 55 yeah. shows. They're yeah, all and just start listening backwards. Start at episode it. one, and uh, at an average of two and a half hours each, uh, you should get caught up right away. Yeah, yeah you'll get there. <laughs> you get there. You'll, you'll, you'll find be, it. You'll find. You'll it. find it. Yeah, it's in there. It's in there somewhere. Oh, you got to find it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, mo- moving on, moving on. So I asked you uh, a couple about what a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks yeah, ago, man. not two weeks ago after uh, Infinity War uh, came out on 4K Ultra yeah. HD Blu-ray, which, by the way, is the only way you should be watching that movie in 4K. Gorgeous. Oh, my goodness. Just again, gorgeous. I'm going to say it again. I will never stop saying it. Nobody does a Blu-ray transfer like like Disney. They just yeah. don't. I mean, there yeah. is. Dude, I got to tell you, man, I, I felt like uh, I haven't watched my Black Panther yet. So uh, on 4K. Uh, really? That's a color spectrum. Oh, yeah. Man. Right. That and Thor Ragnarok and Guardians 2. Right. <laughs> just color everywhere. Um, yeah. You want to make sure your pixels work. Just pick up one of those. Bad exactly. Boys. You'll find right, out. Yeah. Um, I, I, dude, I got to tell you, as I was watching, um, <clears throat> watching Infinity War on that, that 4K uh, with the HDR and everything. Yeah. It, it almost look better than watching it in the movie theater. I, I know that that could probably be considered a travesty probably because I'm sitting much closer. Um, but I was just like, wow. I mean, this is like, uh, D- Disney just knows yeah. how to do it, man. It's just, you know, well, you number one, you don't have the, you don't have the hot nacho farts next to you. No, no. I actually, good. you know what? I infinity war was actually seen both times at the Alamo. So, Alamo draft house. Oh, no, 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 no. Scratch that. No, experience. I'm sorry. James and I saw it uh, opening night at, at a Harkins with a really, okay. really great crowd, like an amazing crowd. Cool. Well, that's good. Joanne and I saw it at the draft house. Her and I saw it yeah. anywhere at the draft house. So the hot nacho farts don't happen so much at the draft house. You just get the nope. alcohol breath from someone behind you. Sometimes that won't, yeah. you know. <laughs> getting the burps yeah so you know uh and obviously guys we're, we're not going to be breaking down infinity war <laughs> rewind no. go back a few episodes we spent darn near almost three hours talking about that that beautiful film but i asked oh, yeah. you i said has uh infinity war because you know it's been out long enough now it's marinated we're already sure. starting to see some you know uh images for captain marvel 
Entertainment mm, Weekly yeah. show, you know, had some oh, really, those are good too. really great stuff. Brie Larson looks fantastic as, um, as Captain Marvel. Great pick there. Who, by the way, a little bit off target, but I, I got to say, you know, Brie Larson hasn't been in a tremendous amount of movies. She's not an unknown. That being said, guys, reasonableness, if you hadn't had a chance to watch this movie that she won uh, the Oscar for called Room, not The Room, Room right. with Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. She's not in that, but Room, uh, it is on Netflix. Watch that movie. That movie is unbelievably good. I didn't see it. So you need to. You need to. It's it's heartbreaking. It's heartwarming. Yeah. Uh it's it's some pretty tough material. Uh the backstory hmm. is she plays a, a girl who was kidnapped and held captive for seven years. Hmm. She's raped. You don't see the rape. It's not graphic or anything like that. And the show's sure. not taking a dark turns. It's so, you know, stick with us. But she ends up getting pregnant by her captor, and she raises this young boy for the first seven years of his life in this room. So wow. his universe is room. That's all he knows is room. Interesting. And uh, I'm, I'm not going to spoil things. Um, they yeah, I might have that. I might give it a watch. You need to. They, they do leave room. And that's what it's called. It's called room. That, that's, that's what this boy calls his world. Room. Yeah. yeah. And I tell you, Ryan, um, I'm not afraid to admit this as a 45 year old strong alpha male man. I am <laughs> sure. dude, choking back tears several times yeah. during this movie. And Brie Larson, uh, the, well, the whole cast of the movie is fantastic. Um, William H Macy is in it. Um, the small cameo, but she is so good in this movie. But she and, delivers. Really oh my well, goodness! Sure. Absolutely. And when you see her in, in swinging back to Captain Marvel and Infinity War, how does this all tie in? The R Room is one of the strangest MCU films, Ryan. I don't know how it fits in with the... Still working on that. But uh, I, I feel like they're going to retcon that appropriately. But uh, she, you know, we've seen these images of her in her Captain Marvel uh, costume. Um, great pick. She is a tremendous talent, great actress. I don't have any, any worries about her delivering. So brings us to the question that I asked you yeah. now that we've had infinity war. We, it's marinated. It's theatrical run is pretty much over at this point. I think there's a few discount theaters, at least here in uh, the Phoenix area that are still showing it. But for the most part, it's, yeah. it, it's home video. It's, pretty much over. it's home video. Yeah. I think it's due to debut on Netflix. I think actually it's not. Yeah. No black Panther, I think is the last Marvel movie to be on Netflix before they all switch over to Disney service. Um, yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp will come. Oh, Ant-Man and Wasp. That's right. Okay. So maybe yep. Infinity War will. You never know. Right now, I know Ragnarok and Guardians 3 and uh, The Last Jedi are all on Netflix yeah. right now. Yeah. Anyway, so I asked you. I said, the movie's been out now. Um, we both have our copies. We got, we got our Blu-ray 4K copies. Absolutely. We watched it. Yeah. And I said, you know, the buildup was great. We loved it. There's very little to pick apart from that movie and go, that stunk. I mean, it is... About as close to being just perfection as it could be. Oh, yeah. I sure. asked you. And this this harkens back to, I think, our fourth or fifth episode where we gave our own personal top five comic book movies of all time. Spoiler right. alert, we both picked The Dark Knight. As I number think, one. Number one. My number two was Marvel's The Avengers, not The Avengers with Uma Thurman. That movie stinks. <laughs> but Marvel's right. The Avengers. Right. Came in at a very close number two. And I asked you, I said, 
and Infinity War is now entered that top five um, pretty darn quick. I asked yeah, you, I said, for sure. is Infinity War a better comic book movie and or sequel than The Dark Knight? And you were like, you know, interesting question. And I said, I'm not, I'm not saying yay. I'm not saying nay. I'm just saying. Right. I think it may be. Where are we at? That. Yeah. Where are we at now? Because this is a damn good movie. Oh, right. It delivered. It's, it's so good. It delivered. It's it's more. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, it, you, we knew what was coming. And that was the crazy thing about this movie is that you knew what was going to happen almost before the movie came out like everybody kind of knew right one we knew it was a two-parter so we knew yes. this would would this we knew this would end in tragedy number one what kind of tragedy we had no idea you and i talked about caps dying iron man's dying someone's dying in this film we had no clue that that iron that tony stark would be holding peter parker as he disappears no, no that scene still oh my goodness oh i know you and i had no clue that Bucky would fall into ash in front of Cap. After everything had, those two have been through. Everything right. that Cap gave up yeah, for his everything. friend just to watch yeah. him turn to dust. Yeah. Watching, watching Tony Stark think and expect him to dust and not happen. And it is just him and Nebula standing there. Two of the most unlikely there. people to... <laughs> they're just looking at their own... I mean, yeah. you look... I watched that movie again, and I saw Tony's reaction, and he picks up the dust, and he looks... He tries to pick up the dust of Peter, and he looks at his own hand, and for a moment, it's he's expecting to die. Yeah, like he should... never like, does. How can someone like Peter Ooh, yeah. go, who is so young, yeah. so innocent, no, so naive, and... and you know, Tony's becoming much more self-aware as these stories yeah. have come. He's like, if anyone should be dusting around here, it probably should be me. Yeah, of course. It probably should be me. He doesn't want to be a part of it anymore. He, ha- he has been trying to get out of this game since Avengers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's been trying to, he's been trying to find a way to end it. But he just keeps going back in the can. Well, yeah. Not the toilet, the armor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, of course. Like, he wants, yeah. he wants it to be over. He's trying to make it over. Anyway. Um, we've, we've gone down that path. Oh yeah. We're times. not going to rehash uh, so, infinity war, but the, the question is, is it a better comic book movie? Here's, here's what's tough about being a better comic. And book I know movie. you watched them both back to back. So I did. I, I so, tried to get time to do it. It just didn't happen. I still think I no can worries. speak intelligently. I've only <laughs> seen the dark Knight about 15 times. So I, I think, yeah, I, I think can, you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're fine. I probably would have been fine too, but sure. a, I a decided refresh. I was like, man, I was like, yeah. you know what? If I'm going to do this right, Dude, and let me dive into both. And is there ever a bad time to watch The Dark Knight? I think that's the question you really have to ask. The answer is I no. watched <laughs> no, <laughs> but I watched the, I did watch them back to back. Okay. I watched right. Avenger, I watched Infinity War and then immediately turned on Dark Knight. Okay. So you li- so literally you saw them in the same day, same sitting. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Same day, same sitting. Love it. I was like, man, I'm going to give this the honest shot. And as I was watching Infinity War, of course I had all the emotions again, you know, you have the emotions between um Vision and uh, and Scarlet Witch, and you had you know the Natasha thing when she reunites with uh, with Bruce Banner, seeing him again. Um, all those little moments were wonderful, and all the and all the heaviest moments of uh, Thanos and Gamora, you know, facing down the well of the Soul Stone and and knowing what Thanos has to do. 
um, and actually feeling a little bit of pity for the guy, you know. Um, I felt for Thanos differently than I felt um, when I watched the movie the first time. So, like, as I'm, as I'm, like, checking all this stuff out, I'm, I'm watching that, and then I switch over to uh, immediately start up uh, um, Dark Knight. And um, as I'm watching Dark Knight, all those same, you know, memories come back. Uh, the Rachel conversations with, with Harvey and how Harvey was introduced and, and what, what his p- point of being in the movie was. And um, watching he- uh, Heath Ledger's just phenomenal performance as the Joker. Um, the music cues that Hans Zimmer wrote uh, to go along with everything. And, and not to say that there wasn't those same music cues in Infinity War. Well, so here's you know, what the I kind of Avengers theme hits. I mean, it's hard not to get oh, the, 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 you know, Thor comes in oh. off the Bifrost and then that, that someone cut it with, uh, uh, Led Zeppelin's oh, immigrant song, immigrant song. It fits. And I was like, pretty, yeah. dude, that was, that could have been it. Like, yeah. That but you gotta, you're going to pay those guys <laughs> again. And no, you're not going to be. There's very few bands that that check is going to get high and the Led Zeppelin <laughs> is one of them. Absolutely. Right. You want to mm-hmm. use our music, you better write a check. Yeah. Someone made yeah. a fan trailer of him hitting the ground and immigrant song starting yeah. and it was gorgeous. Oh yeah. Um, but so I, I, after watching both of them, I, I kind of came to this conclusion. They are both some two, I would say, um, honestly at this point, my list would be adjusted to, um, for one and two, uh, you know, uh, but at this point, it's it's hard to it's hard to call one better than the other because just because of the differences that they have. So here was my analogy: Infinity War is gathering a group of your five closest friends and their wives, and you all go out to a like a Michelin star restaurant, and you all sit down. And the maitre d' comes over and he introduces each plate and each dish and they talk about like the course and you eat the course and they, you have fantastic conversations and wine is flowing and good times are being had <clears throat> and you're having an amazing experience as a group. And you go through eight course dinner, maitre d' explains each course, explains what has going on, what, what, the, cook, what the chef does and and you are just being treated to this amazing, amazing meal. And it, of course, it tops off with this amazing dessert, and you all leave, and everything's just elated. It's a perfect night to go out to a restaurant. The food's amazing. You go home, and you're just happy, and you sleep. The dark night is what I would consider something like Gordon Ramsay coming to your house and preparing a meal in your kitchen and walking you through everything that he does and every, all of his thoughts about what food means and what, how it means to him. And he prepares this amazing meal for you and he serves it right at your own bar, right at your kitchen table, right at the bar across from the stove, whatever it may be. And he sets that down in front of you and he talks with you about food and he talks with you about his experiences and he talks with you about what it means to him to serve. And then again, you have an amazing meal. 
and you you have this amazing intimate like setting with an amazing chef and understanding what they go through to to do all that kind of stuff to me that is avengers infinity war is the restaurant dark knight is the chef visiting your house it's hard to say that either would be more amazing than the other but each one of them has very unique experiences to them and i think in in watching the dark knight that is an intimate movie that is a up close and personal movie when it comes to superheroes and that's kind of weird to say especially about superheroes because it's like they should eh, it's comic books dude chill out um but watching that movie again and it came out um 10 years ago uh, july 18th 2008 yeah, over 10 years. So, yeah, just a little over 10 years. You know, same time, same summer that Iron Man came out and Incredible Hulk came out. So it's just, it's that, it's that. It's an intimate movie and you are up close and personal with that Joker. Like how many scenes do you have just Heath Ledger in the screen? How many scenes are just, you know, Christian Bale? It's, it's close. You feel like you are just next to these guys the entire time. Infinity War, you are spectating something grand and amazing and colorful and awesome and emotionally heavy and hitting. But on the other side, you're still going to witness a lot of those big things, but you are up close and personal with it. So watching both side by side, like that's where I came from. Like that's Dark Knight still for me. I love the intimate. I love that closeness. I love being that close to a character. And I love that a character is just that one. I mean, watching Heath Ledger go is just, it's like they just wound up something and just said, okay, man, like go for it. That freedom that he really expressed in that role. I don't see that sort of freedom expressed inside of infinity war. Yeah, I, I think there's, that, yeah, there's I think not a, a moment point, for it. Yeah. There's no moments for that, though. To be fair, <clears throat> Infinity War doesn't have any, there's no balance for that. Because if you did have that, it would be out of place. It would be completely like weird to see like one character or two characters like really intimately, and then everybody else is just a show. Like, that's kind of odd. Well, yeah, because I mean, it, it, the, you know, Infinity War did such a great job of <clears throat> balancing out the huge cast. Mm-hmm. of characters that that were in that movie you, yeah and, and that's what i'm thinking so that's yeah. where i'm at so i think it's like a this huge setting infinity war is that that big dinner that amazing dinner at a michelin star restaurant and it's amazing and and it's just you and your friends and close and awesome and then dark knight is that same chef just walks into your own kitchen and cooks you a meal yeah i i agree with that assessment uh you know in spending time <laughs> thinking about it i definitely infinity war has moved into the top five uh, more than likely i would say if i were to like slap one together right now which i'm not going to do but if i did it probably would take the the, the two spot away from yeah. from uh the original avengers marvels avengers. yeah yeah I, you know when i when you look at those two movies together and very very fair comparison between the two they both resonate emotionally with their music their pacing uh infinity war for being such a packed movie. There's, there's a lot of story that needs to be told. And the Russo brothers did a really great job of 
keeping it going. There's very few part times, parts of that movie. They're just like, okay, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. This is my pee break time. Exactly. And if you (laughs) go, not a lot. And if you go in and you watch the deleted scenes, uh, thank you for cutting those that there's a reason why they are called deleted scenes. Now there have been instances where deleted scenes, you're like, well, why wasn't that in there? That really could have helped. Yeah. Uh, so the, for it being almost a pretty darn close to being a three hour movie in infinity war, I think it's two, yeah. two hours, 40, something like that. It doesn't feel two hours, 40 goes by fairly quick. Yeah. Two thirty six. Two thirty six. dark Knight was two thirty. Two thirty. So. so they're, they're pretty close in runtime. I think why I still give the nod to the dark Knight is infinity war you would be very hard pressed if you had not seen anything up until that movie and you just sat down and watched it. I think you would still get the emotion, but there'd be a lot of what, what are they doing? How did they get to this point? Yo, yeah. Right. You had a 20, essentially you had 20 chapters to get caught up. And I know there's a lot of reasonableness going, duh. Okay. (laughs) Hear me out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that if you just sat down, you're like, this is going to be the first MCU movie I watch. Well, okay. I think you can still enjoy it sure. with the dark Knight, It is a sequel, but do you have to watch Batman begins? Not even a little bit. You, you really don't Now You're better yeah. served. If you do, I think yeah. you're much better served. If you do, you give some context to scarecrow, right? Give some context to, Batman's place in Gotham. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, based on how he saved the city uh, in the first one. Though it's very much like Mad Max and the Road Warrior. Not, not Fury Road. I'm talking about the original Mad Max. You don't right. really need to yeah. watch Mad Max to watch the Road Warrior. Okay. Where you kind of take the opposite. It's like, well, if you watch Terminator 2 without watching the Terminator, you're kind of like, okay, good, but hmm? What? Yeah. Right? Why would she be scared of exactly? Right? Why is she in insane That's asylum? Weird. Where did this robot arm come from? Right? I mean, there's like all these questions, and so yeah, I think that's what still sets the Dark Knight above it. Is as emotionally powerful as the dusting scene was, and and so many other scenes in the movie as well too. Yeah, there's still that that monologue from Jim Gordon at the end of the Dark Knight when. Batman tells him, I bear the responsibility. I killed I can Harvey take Dent. It. I can, I can, I take, can it. take it. He's wounded. Um, he, he just fell off a th- he's, three or four story building. Right. Harvey essentially broke his fall. Landed on Harvey. Landed on Harvey. Killed him. But yeah. it was in the process of saving Jim Gordon's son. Yeah. Um, he's wounded. Probably some broken ribs. He's gone through a tremendous mental battle with the Joker. He's lost Rachel. He he strained I, his relationship with Lucius Fox. Yes, the I believe in Harvey Dent. Remember those? That was the that was mm-hmm. the slogan of the movie. I believe in Harvey Dent. Yeah, he had put all this as Bruce Wayne and as Batman. He had he had put all of his chips in the middle with Harvey. 
and it didn't work out. The Joker. Well, because he was him. thinking that that would be the end of Batman. Yeah, he, he could, could. He could not have Batman as long as Harvey was successful. Correct. And as he's running, um, and you just got that, and I, I can't even do the the quote unquote Dark Knight theme justice. That bump, bump, bump. You know, and he's running. Oh yeah, yeah. And I get chills talking about it. And Jim Gordon is explaining to his son, he is what we need him to be. And the the cops have sit, let the dogs loose. Yeah. He's running from dogs. He's struggling. He's holding his side. We forget that Batman, as badass as Batman is, nobody beats Batman. Like James and I talked about, nobody beats Batman. Right. He is a man and he can get beat up. And yeah. he, he is he, 100% human. He has limits to his physicality and he's struggling and he jumps on that bat pod and, <laughs> and takes off. And the yeah. movie just ends with the bat pod, like whipping by you and his cape yeah. flowing. And you're like, Whoa, dude. I mean, it's just like when he says, I will be whatever this city needs me to be. Yeah. And the movie ends with Batman is the villain. Yeah. He's the villain. Yeah. And he willfully takes that title to protect mm-hmm. Harvey. And I love the resolution that we see in Dark Knight Rises, but that's a conversation for another day. That's why when I look at that, and as much as I love Infinity War, I love it. It's the culmination of a long story yeah. that isn't yeah. even done yet. <laughs> um yeah. There's still It an, took us 19 movies to be 19 here. 19 movies in 10 years. But there's just that to emotion get to greatness. Correct. And <laughs> and and that emotion of the dark night and just it it to me that's tough to beat. That yeah. that's super super tough to beat. And so that's why I'm in agreement with you. I I don't Now 10 years from now, maybe we have a different story. You never know. Yeah, maybe. Right now, though, man, the Dark Knight is that's a tough one to unseat, not just because it's Batman and we're a couple of Batman fanboys. Um, Yeah, it's just it is that is. Perfect storytelling. And it was complete. It was almost complete storytelling. Now, what the kicker for me and I really enjoyed doing and I probably would have done had uh, the second Avengers come out, Avengers 4. Excuse me. Avengers four been out is watch that sequel almost right away because I did watch uh, Dark Knight Rises right away. Like I actually watched three movies that day. <laughs> Holy smokes! So I watched yeah. I watched Infinity War. I watched uh, Dark Knight. You were stinky just, when it was done, <laughs> dude. I could not stop. I was like, well, now I have to watch yeah, Rises. I have to watch Dark Knight like Rises. I can't not watch Rises. The like peep, the people, <laughs> <laughs> dude. It's so. And that movie, like, it gets a little bit of flack. Um, I, you know, because well, it I came think out it the same time after. Avengers. Well, it came out the same time Avengers, yeah. and it came. It was the sequel to Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger died. Um, you know, I think there was a lot of things kind of moving against it, but that is a great movie. Oh yeah, I, I, I still to this day, I, I I don't understand the criticism, and we should probably maybe some point dedicate an entire episode to The Dark Knight Rises. Um, it is a great movie. It, it is. Um, I think it suffers from a little bit of what I refer to as the Return of the Jedi syndrome. Um, Maybe so. Because Return of the Jedi is a great Star Wars movie, but it's tough when the one that came before it is like damn near perfection. 
Yeah, and I think that's it's what it tough. is. It's tough. Like, I honestly think that's what it is. But yeah. as watching them back to back, what I can say is that watching them at least back to back, like watching that story just going to pick right back up. And that scene, and I'll talk about, I'm not going to go into craziness here, but that scene where they corner the bat in the alley. Oh, dude, yes. After he makes his reappearance, yes. after Bane takes down the Wall Street, yes. which was phenomenal. His, him talking to his goons. Dude, Tom Hardy can, I mean, give it up. Dude, Tom, for Tom Hardy's Hardy. great, man. We talked about this last, last month, right? Our last episode, the Venom trailer, Tom Hardy looks amazing. Yes, we question that's what we, we agreed question on. the overall product. We don't question Tom Hardy's no, ability Tom to, Hardy. to deliver Inception. performance. Inception, Dark Knight Rises. Have you seen Dunkirk yet? I haven't seen Dunkirk yet. Ryan O'Farrell, you son of dude. a... Dude, that movie... <laughs> I don't think I'm emotionally <laughs> even close to being ready for dude, something like Dunkirk. Dude, Dunkirk. Oh. I had, Man, a, I had dude, a real hard time with Saving Private Ryan. Like, I'll be honest uh, with you. Like, that movie almost broke me. It, dude, it, does, it still breaks me. And by <laughs> the way, by the way, I know it has been almost, you know, what, 30 years, getting close to it, whatever. Uh, I still don't understand how Shakespeare in Love won Best Picture over Saving Private Ryan. Yes, I still hold a grudge from that. Yes, it did. Th- Shakespeare in Love beat Saving Private Ryan for Best Picture. Yes. Yes. Travesty upon travesties. Just like Forrest Gump beating Pulp Fiction for Best Picture. But no, we don't hold grudges on this show. Um, Gen A. So, uh, yeah, dude, when I, when I think of like modern world war i don't have a problem with forrest gump but the, uh, the dude, one. pulp fiction's a better movie than forrest gump i mean gump is great tom hanks already got his for philadelphia for god's sake all right <laughs> come on no I in do. terms of accessibility i do love forrest gump forrest gump is good. yeah i'm not a smart man <laughs> of course it's it's brilliant anyway but tom hardy is so good he is and, good he is good and, and dude, watching you and, need to watch watching Dunkirk him because he is he's, i know it, dude anytime you get christopher nolan and tom hardy together dude it's like you said inception dark knight rises and and dunkirk gold yeah yeah tom hardy was great i'm, I, I'm not di- i'm not denying it i'm just you just saying need to that. watch it ryan get out your kleenex and watch dunkirk for crying out loud oh man in 4k you day. gotta watch that on 4k dude Ooh, so good yeah yeah man so, so yeah so but him what him walking through that and then honestly like i said like that alley scene when he turns on the lights yeah. of the of the bat copter right and that we thing's see just rumbling dude just the roar yep Batman's the back. roar he's back. of that of that machine and of course like the sequence where the cop is like oh you're in for a show tonight yeah. he's talking to the rookie uh-huh and matthew oh, modine is the is the uh you know, headstrong detective wants to take down the bat. Um, Get this hot head out of here. Yeah. Yeah. He's really going to, yeah. and dude, uh, I know, dude, we could almost turn this into a anyway. Dark Knight Rises show, but I, we, we, we got to do a whole show for this because it doesn't really get a lot of love. I love that scene too with the, the bat. I don't know. What's it called? It's not called the bat copter. It, it, it actually no. has a name, but I forget what it is off the top of my head. That's how much we yeah. love the movie. We just forget it. Um, <laughs> but the, the rooftop fight scene too, where, where, uh, um, Catwoman, yep. um, and well, she doesn't really go by Catwoman. Selena Kyle, she's Catwoman. Um, fight off uh, Bane's goons together, um, and he he prevents her from killing. Yeah, that that's that yeah. is a great iconic um, Batman moment. Yeah. Those two fighting together, um, and then she and then she slinks from him while his back. He turns his head and, and she sneaks away, and, and he Anne gives Hathaway, that little line of she can slink all day. Dude, the open again. 
Oh, when the she goes opening out that sequence hmm. when she hops up, when she hops on that window and just and her and she like has her legs and like turns yes. them. I'm in love. Honest I'm to in love. God. <laughs> I am in love. <laughs> like, like I think I like even was at the theater at that moment and I just went up. Oh, there we go. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like, many, many of their, men's hearts were broken that day. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, yes. And of course she's, she's, she's a foxy. beautiful woman. She's beautiful. She's super foxy in the movie, but I have she nailed never Selena seen, Kyle. She nailed the character. never seen yeah. a, a representation of what could be a real life Catwoman. You don't think Michelle Pfeiffer? Those movements on Pfeiffer dude, had the slinky walk, dude. With the with the she whip. had it she was, had that. Down. There was but there was a lot of sex. That was a lot of sexy. Like you say, wrapped you, th- into you think that. Pfeiffer brought more sexy than Selena yeah. did? Selena, I think Selena brought the slinky. Seductive, she was slinky. The seductive like Catwoman, that, that, where yeah. yeah, where Michelle Pfeiffer brought like sexy. I'm bringing this like just brought, brought like sexy strong back. woman. Yeah. Like hear me roar, bow. bow. Oh, you know what I mean? That, like she has that line too. I am woman. Yeah. Hear me roar. Yeah, she's yeah. a great so, Catwoman I mean, too. Michelle Pfeiffer was uh, amazing as Catwoman. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. again, great, great, great. It's just th- there was two different versions of yeah. Of that. I can I can agree with and that. I just like, like there are two I, different versions of Batman between those those films, right? Yeah. For sure. But even watching, so like thinking back to uh, like the Batman, the animated series, like uh, that's what that was my Batman as a kid. Like that was just, that was me. That that remasters do what? In just a couple weeks? Uh, The Blu-rays? Is it not already out? Is it already out? Because I, dude, I know you're picking those up, right? You've got to be getting that on Blu-ray. Come on now. Oh yeah. Let's see. Three. Remastered. Let's see. I was Let's for some reason I was thinking date. first week of October. October sixteenth. Okay. So yeah, all right. A little over. So I'll be month. looking for that. I'll be looking for that for sure. Um. So, but anyway, but that's the when I saw her hop onto the window and then kind of do the turn. That's the only thing I thought of was the representation of Catwoman inside of the animated series. Like, yeah, because that, of course you can make very slinky things happen in animation. Like, you know, you're drawing it that way and her movements represented exactly like those types of movements. I was blown away. Absolutely blown away. And she had, but you anyway. know, and, and, and Hathaway had very good chemistry with Christian Bale as well too. They didn't, yeah. they didn't feel awkward on screen yeah. together either. All right. Well, cool. So we, we settled that question. Reasonableness. Uh, the dark Knight is still better than Avengers infinity. <laughs> in case you're <laughs> At least wondering for these two knuckleheads. Yeah. In case you're wondering. So dude, yeah. speaking of Batman, um, I wanted to bring, yeah, you've been doing some interesting reading. Yeah, I wanted to bring up, uh, and I know we're a little bit behind, guys, because we, we've gone to a, a little bit of a longer span between shows um, for now, is yep. referencing Batman number 53. Now, I know that uh, you know Batman is now into issue number 54. 55 is going to be out here shortly. Well, 50 was the big moment. 50 was the, the big, big moment the wedding. that the New York Times spoiled, uh, by Thanks. the way. Yeah. Um, since the spoiler is already out there, guys, if you haven't read it, um, Catwoman Selena left Bruce Wayne um, at quote unquote at the altar. Now, I don't think anyone was really surprised over that. Right. I think what it what we're seeing unfold now in the Batman story. Uh, this is the Batman, uh, not Detective Comics or All Star Batman. This is just the the Batman series. Right is uh the after effects and what this is what this does for Bruce Wayne and where do, where does Bruce Wayne 
go from here. And these issues that have taken place after number 50, 51, 52, 53, um, which is a three-part storyline called Cold Days. Not a lot of Batman uh, in these titles. It's more Bruce Wayne. And I'm not going to spoil because I know people are still doing a catch up on these books. But um, we, we've seen Batman go through a lot uh, recently yeah. uh, in print. Uh, through, uh, you know, Dark Nights uh, into the engagement to Selena Kyle. She leaves him the formation of a new justice league, which by the way, reasonable is if you're not reading that new justice league, I, I don't know. I don't know how more I can implore you. Um, you should be, I mean, it yeah. is, I've read, I'm, I'm behind two reasonables. So oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, does I'm everyone want to see my stack? I'm on the here. second one yeah. and it is so good. It's good. It is it's so good. good. It is. It's so fresh Compelling. and unique. Yeah. And, and, so you've got, you know, Batman, uh, Bruce Wayne, Batman reforming the Justice League and, and dealing with the source wall, which if you've read Dark Knights, the right. source wall has broke. And now you've got these new entities and creatures and characters right. that are flooding in. You've got the Green Lantern Corps, like literally fighting at the source wall nonstop yeah. to to keep back this this horde this unidentified horde that if you're reading green lantern core which i i don't there's just so much time in the day and like i said if you guys could see my stack um here i'll yeah. I'll, I'll hold it up so ryan can see it there's there's my stack look at that yeah i know right just to give you guys an idea it's about two inches worth of comics yeah and and i whittled that down this week by about 10 bucks um so you know bruce wayne and batman's dealing with a lot and Again, I don't, I don't want to spoil the storyline, but the big issue with 53 was Batman number 53 was Bruce Wayne being, quote unquote, an atheist. Right. Okay. Now, I've already filed the book away, so I'm not going to dig it out. But he essentially, he's sitting on a jury that is trying Mr. Freeze. And again, I don't want to spoil storyline because I know some people are still catching up and, and we don't like spoilers. But essentially, he makes a comment that, as he's sharing with the other jurors, you know, my father was, he straight up says, my father was a Christian. He held his faith very, very dear to him. He wanted to share that faith with me, but wanted me to come to that knowledge on my own. I did. He references a tragedy. Now, he doesn't tell the jurors what the tragedy is. We know what it is that robbed him of his faith. But then he kind of circles around throughout the story that really doesn't leave you with this idea that he's an atheist or he's not an atheist. Now, for me, that, that doesn't change whether he is or he is not. That doesn't change my love for this character. I think what I find problematic and it's left very ambiguous. And again, I'm just going to kind of leave it at that because I know, again, I, I don't know, Ryan, if you're going to read it. I know some other people are, re are working their way through it. Yeah. It, it's left very ambiguous towards the end. It's like, what exactly 
is Bruce Wayne when it comes to something like this? And I don't think number one, that really wasn't the point of the, of the story was to discover Bruce Wayne's theology. (laughs) Um, And second of all, my first thought was this, I I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this because this is something that you you can unpack for days and, and get people upset and, and whatever is that if DC is going to take the approach uh, that Bruce Wayne slash Batman is an atheist. Well, okay. I think that proves mm-hmm. problematic for the character for, for one simple reason. He has seen gods, quote unquote gods, whether it be the gods of Olympus with Diana, the gods of Atlantis with Arthur Curry, the new gods like dark side. He has seen those with gods even more powerful than that quote-unquote gods and dealing with dark knights the source wall being broke and now seeing you know beings enter into this 52 universe of dc that is kind of being wrapped up with doomsday clock which we'll get to here shortly so my question is if we understand batman to be logical and nothing really surprises Batman. I think we would agree with that, right? Very little mm-hmm. surprises him. Now, it may take him by surprise like, oh, that's interesting. But rarely does he ever go, well, I never thought that would happen, right? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. yeah. He, he pretty much takes things on face value and then starts digging in, right? And we even see that in Dawn of Justice, the movie. Superman appears. What's his first thought? Well, if there's one, there's going to be another. It's just, that's just the way it goes. If there's one superpowered person running around, logic states, there's going to be another and then another, then another. So if Batman is interacting and he's gone through space and he's traveled in time and he's seen all these things were like gods with gods more powerful than him. To me, it doesn't seem logical for Batman, Bruce Wayne to go, no, there is no God based upon everything he's seen. Now, if you make the argument, well, he's saying, no, there's nothing. He doesn't believe that there's anything even above all of that. I'm like, well, okay. I just think it proves problematic for that character because it kind of goes against what he's seen and how he views just life in the universe in general. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Just based yeah. upon no, what he's I'm seen. Cause I mean, Batman would say, all right, there is dark side. Does he go, well, dark side's it. There's nothing more powerful than dark side. He would say, no, logically I can't come to that conclusion because yeah, how powerful he is. There's got to be something more powerful than that. So anyway, it's just an interesting, it's a great story. Uh, Absolutely compelling story. They've put literally have put Batman into his original suit. He's, he's in tights and pouches. He's ditched. Nice. He's ditched the Kevlar armor. Um, I'm really interested to see where this goes with Batman. It's very compelling story. I think at the end of the whole thing, because there was a lot of, you know, hullabaloo, brouhaha over Batman allegedly being an atheist. I think it ended up being much ado about nothing. And is usually the case. It was taking a couple lines out of a comic book for crying out loud, um, completely out of context in the overall yeah. story. That's just kind of my, that's my two cents on it. And it, it, to me, it was neither here or there, but if they're going to make him atheist, I think they just, I think they're, they're building in a problem with, with the Batman character based upon, they're building a problem with the DC universe. Correct. There you go. Thank you. That's what I'm trying to get at because it's not even the Batman character. Nothing really surprises the DC universe. So yeah, that's just how that was the, that was the lens that I viewed it through or, or read it through. 
I looked into it a little bit and I came to the some of the same honestly, I just kind of came to the same conclusion where I thought to myself, um first I thought to myself, well, that would be weird that if if he starts to deny essentially all the things that he's been seeing. And whether you are of a belief system or not, if you subscribe to a faith or if you say there is no God and I'm cool with that, one great more power to you right like that's your that's your belief system okay um we're not talking about our our physical world and and how you and i believe in faith in, yeah in and, faith. and we're, we're not turning this into we're our talking about personal, the dc yeah and we're not going to turn this we're into talking about the dc faith, universe you know discussion right. that's no right, right, right but i think that's where it starts to try to bounce into and i think honestly like the the article that came out about that really tried to start to echo inside of like, well, it makes sense that, you know, he's a man of science and he's this. And it's like, dude, we do not live in that universe though. We don't live in that universe. So for you to, for you to analyze (laughs) a character that's 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 built inside of a universe that is literally fictional um, and then start to analyze his faith inside of your perspective that lives in on earth and in the real world. I think it's, it, you are flawed <laughs> to yeah. even try to do that. Yeah. We don't spend a lot of time a, talking about the source yeah. wall. Um, yeah. You know, in our everyday right. Yeah. We don't really have meetings about like what, how, you know, the next demon that's going to come through the source wall. Yeah. Parrot demons to, invading, you know, uh, small right. You know, well, maybe, you know, well, let's be honest. There might be some, oh, there could be some, some people talking about it. Yeah. I've, <laughs> heard, I've heard rumor. Us. I've heard rumor. Parody. <laughs> However, it's, it's ridiculous to, to try to identify him inside of our perspective world. When you, when you're dealing with the DC universe and a comic book universe. No, dude, I would say for and any comic book universe, right. So it deals with the supernatural, the mythic, the, the, right. yeah. And any of that stuff, he's got to deny, you essentially got to deny all the gods that he's met. That's what I'm saying. And I, I think mean, that's <laughs> the dude's, the dude works with one. And Diana's <laughs> a half God. Like, yeah, right. I'm sorry. She like, was formed out of clay by <laughs> Zeus, you know, right. Yeah. That's canon. That's the, you know, whatever. So there's that. So so after I thought about that, I said, the second thought is, well, this is just clickbait. And I'm going to say this very flippantly and very dismissively, but who cares? Yeah. I don't (laughs) think it. Yeah. I don't exactly. Exactly. It's, it's, it, it, you've created, if you want to think that way, you've created a problem with the DC universe. Number one. But secondly, why is that on the a headline? Like you, you, well, you it, like it's sensational. Like you said, it, it, it's, it's a clickbait it's, thing. And that's what it's, that's yeah. all it is. It's clickbait. Is Batman an atheist? Oh, well, let me click, 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 click. Let me, uh, yeah, let me right. start clicking. Yeah. Let me try to figure it out. I mean, I don't know if I, yeah, you just, you just turned off something. the camera. So, uh, on Skype, <laughs> so you may want to bring me back. There you are. Oh, beautiful. What back. a beautiful man. Yeah. It, it, I had to make, had to make sound effects over here. Yeah. I can't, I can't, <laughs> he just, this is a pretty, this is a high quality show. Yeah, I can't, just, <laughs> he just deleted the show. Uh, just high production values over well, here. Yeah, you know, and the thing is too, it's like, if it, you know, again, we're, we're not looking to step on toes here, but if you're, if you're a person of faith and if your faith is rattled, by Bruce Wayne, who is a fictional character, yeah, in a comic book, right. Well, 
I don't know if that's DC's. I feel problem. like you've got some introspective uh, things that you need Correct. to you need to work yeah. out, and, and that's cool. And, and I'm not afraid to share thing. that that I am a person of faith, and if by reading Batman, he is an atheist. Well, okay, he's a fictional character. He does not exist in time and yeah. space. Good, good, good for him. <laughs> right. Which again, I I still say by the time you finish that that particular issue. Again, we're talking about issue number 53 of Batman. Right. I don't know if I walked away that going, yep, he's an atheist. I don't think that was the point of that story when you look at it in context. And, and you know, context is king no matter yeah. what it is that you're talking about, whether it's a yeah. textbook, a news article, a comic book, uh, yeah. a, a piece of religious literature. It doesn't matter. If you just yank out some words with no context, yeah, it's it it's valueless. It has no point. Yeah. You have to know the context behind the story, and so right. I, I agree with you, man. I think it was a much ado about nothing. It was a very clickbait, easy yeah, thing to do and yeah. throw that out there because Batman is a is a beloved cultural icon. Sure. You know, Superman, and Batman, Spider Man. That's the thing. Like three of the most recognizable to, yeah. superheroes, right? Yeah. And to throw that out there and just go, well, he's an atheist. Well, you know, you're going to get some people go like, well, okay. Some people be like. And they're going to get all upset. Click on the article. Now we've got more ad space. Now we got more ad sense. Thank you. We just made yeah, exactly. 15 bucks off of your click. Dude. Yeah. And that's, and I really think that's what it was because again, look after looking into it. I, I really, I'm not getting it. I don't, uh, yeah, I, whether he is or not. And it's not, and that's the deal is that it's, I don't care that he is or isn't. It's the fact that there's, a conversation happening that is out of place. And I feel like this is coming off the heels of the spoiler of the wedding. I feel like it's just, you know, I don't know if DC is paying people to just say, Hey, make some sensational stuff up about Batman at this point. Cause we need more sales. Like we need more comic sales. So just like start running crazy stories. That's honestly what it feels like. It's just like the spoiler from 50 from number 50. And then now we're at three issues later. And all of a sudden, Batman's back in the news. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not hearing anything about X-Men gold in the news is all I'm saying. Well, and I, th- I think the, the telling thing is why, with, with everything else going on, why is Batman leading the, the headlines? Yeah. Bat- Batman, don't get it. a fictional character that exists in a comic book? Yeah. Hmm. Now, here's what I will say. Some escapism has been needed in the past couple months. No, not at all. Re- like, it's all reality for me 24-7, Ryan. <laughs> just news. Just news cycle. Just, as soon as I'm we're, soon as we're done, I'm been. turning on news. I need more news. <laughs> you've missed, you've missed it almost two hours. <laughs> oh, no. I've got so. my phone right here. No. Oh, okay. As long as, as long as you're getting your feed, but, um, but no, but seriously, I think, you know, and I, and it's great that we're talking about comics and I think it's great that comics are in the news. I'm not the, you know, the benefit, the other side of it, let's flip the coin over a little bit. Let's check the other side and let's see what this has to say. And I think the other side of this coin has to say that comic books are in the news. Um, comic books are, are not comic book movies, but people are talking about comics again. And I think that is something that that has been sorely missed for a long time and only in the past maybe three years has comics really started to start a resurgence inside of a lot of mainstream media and that has a lot to do 
um, with movies. And that has a lot to do with Hollywood right now. And I think it's a fantastic thing. So, you know, make clickbait all you want. But I guess as long as it sends people to the comic book, spo- comic book store to go and yeah, discover, right. you know, go and discover their local comic book shop and have a conversation with the guy behind the counter about, hey, you know, I, I've been out of comic books for years or I've never been into comic books. What do you think I might enjoy? And have a conversation about that and pick up something that's super interesting that's maybe not superhero based at all. And maybe not mainstream superhero based or or whatever, and they're just looking for a good story um, about relationships or about you know young love or about you know whatever it might be. Like there's there's literally there's literally picture books for everything. There is, Absolutely. and I think it's something. And and if you know everybody can, you know, I'm not saying that everybody's a comic book person, but you might be able to find something that you like inside of inside of that world and i think it's super interesting so at the on the other side of the on the positive side of this coin that's where i'm at on it hey comics are in the news maybe it's sending somebody to the store to say man i've heard a lot about batman being an atheist what do you think well here's issue number 53 would you like to buy here's 53 right here you want to pick it up you want to have a conversation about it and people are at the store talking about it and i think that's cool speaking of things that we like we got yeah. Doomsday Clock number six. Wow. Right? What an what a comic book. What a what an episode. You know, I'm I'm, like, I'm sitting here looking at issue. it. And uh man, just that scene of the comedian just blasting the Riddler's kneecap is just Oh. Um some some classic one you have you have the fin- finally, I should say. Oh, uh, what issue is this? Number six. I should, yeah, we I are think, at right? number six. It slowed down. Yeah. They they were doing two a month. Uh, they're now down yeah. to uh, you know one, once a month. So they're they're in a Which slow burn territory. Nope. Oh no, we're no no problem. Slow burn. No problem. Yeah, because this this storyline is going to. Yeah. This is the culmination of the end of the new fifty two, um, the start of DC Rebirth. Yeah. This is the culmination <laughs> of all. Or of the that. end of Rebirth. Well, Rebirth. Well, yeah, because New Fifty Two didn't really end. Right. Right. The canon of New 52 uh, is still in play. So, right. Anything that you read, Batman, Superman, Justice League, whatever, yeah. in New 52, that has not gone away. That still right. exists. Um, basically, what Rebirth did was kind of meld 52 with. This is the transition. The period. transition, because if you remember, um, you know, they've they've aged they feel like batman made has made comments like i feel like i'm missing portions of of my memory or aren't there and i'm remembering things that i don't remember being a part of right, right. so yeah so doomsday clock we're we're building to the culmination of all of that and where dr manhattan fits into it and we're essentially working towards a showdown between Kal-El and Dr. Manhattan. Right. Which is going to be... So I think issue I, five ended with where we were on the cusp of Superman getting into talking to Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. And I thought, yeah. I thought that would happen in issue number six, and it didn't, no, which is... Yeah. But, but it's okay. Yeah, but Superman is um, starting to feel this... Things aren't right. They're, they're not, they're yep. not clicking. They're not working. And yeah. 
Boy, that's going to be an interesting um, <laughs> throwdown oh, so between excited. those I'm two. I'm so right? excited. Um, very, but this very issue was cool, man, because you had you. We got the continuation of the story of Mime and um, and and Marionette. They finally get to see the Joker. They wanted the Joker. They got him. Well, we got to see the Batman Rogues Gallery. Yes, is what we got. Yep, we got the Rogues Gallery of Batman. Because right now they're in, running around Gotham. They they have not entered Metropolis yet. They're running yeah. around Gotham. Um, yeah, pretty much unchecked. Um, yep. So yeah, I mean it just yeah, they 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 take on the the Batman Rogues Gallery and now I th- I think for some people who may be reading Doomsday Clock and may- maybe you haven't read The Watchmen, I I think that's a that's a tall order <laughs> to read this without reading Watchmen. Mime At and Marionette <laughs> are not in The Watchmen. Those those are new characters no. uh created yeah. for this specific story. Now, the way that they're presented and Doomsday Clock, they're kind of retconned in. So even though yeah. you don't see them in the Watchmen, they were present during those events. And the heroes of the Watchmen are very familiar with them. That they're not yep. uh, they're not unknown yeah. to them. So they're they're new characters introduced in Doomsday Clock that existed during the Watch. And I know there's a lot of Watchmen purists who really get upset over that. I don't I don't know what to tell you. Um, don't read it. I guess. I mean, you can, yeah. you know, new, dude, new can, canon. it's know. canon now. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, I've jumped on Reddit and I've, and I've read, read things on Reddit. Um, some, like I said, some purists are upset. The only thing I can say is, you know, then don't spend your $5 every month on it and, and find yeah. something else to read, I guess. Yeah. I mean, going on the internet and wetting your diapers over, it isn't going to change anything. So <laughs> it's, and you're missing, I think you're missing out on some really great storytelling too, by the way. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, they, they run into the, to the Batman rogues gallery and you know, the pacing of the, of this book, and I'm talking about the book in general, doomsday clock is, is the watchman, uh, you know, nine panels per page. <laughs> there, there is no such thing as a splash page in this, in this book. Um, and then I, I love the way, and again, we, we try not to spoil this series because it's so darn good. But I love the way it ends with, uh, I, I love the Joker's comment. He's wearing the comedian's button, <laughs> which is so good. Um, and he just hurts. Uh, and actually, Dr. Manhattan is is mentioned, right, for the first time in this story, I believe, right? Uh, I believe so. As yeah. Because yeah, re- reviewing it, I'm looking at the last page. Mime and Marionette are talking with uh, the Joker. Um, he, and he says, I like you too. You make me laugh. And uh, she says to him, I was just thinking, I bet the comedian knows where Dr. Manhattan is. And then Joker's Dr. Manhattan. Who's that? I can right. use a good dentist. It hurts when I smile. And he, and he puts the comedian's uh, smiley face button on his lapel. Right. Yeah, man. I, right after the comedian was knocked out cold. Yes. Yeah. And you see the, the yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because the comedian gets knocked out by a joker. And I think that was yes. kind of a nice little. Yep. I don't know. That's kind of a little bit of a little bit of a nudge in the in the ribs there. I think that was kind of fun. Now, I do want to remind uh, our listeners, um, it can be a little confusing when you're reading this and you're going mm-hmm. and if you're reading other uh, monthly books. Uh, from DC where these characters are involved and you, and you may be going, 
what in the heck? How can yeah. how can Batman be going through his thing with Selena Kyle, Superman with his current storyline, the formation right. of a new Justice League? How can all this be be going on? Hang on, I got to close my studio door. Sure, I'm going to add something that I'm going to let you kind of take it from. I there. think I just heard your shut up dog Shelby. Oh yeah, Shandy just came in and started shaking all over or the Shandy. place. Yeah, I know. Sorry. I don't, how did you get in here? That door was shut all the way. She's old, old girl. Is that this story is in the future, and so like what we're reading right now is happening in the future. The monthly right. individual books are going to catch up to these events. So I'm going to yeah. let you take the steering wheel here so I can go close studio door and I'll be right back. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> I don't know if I have much to add, but <laughs> I'll let him, let him close the door. Um, the, 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 the Watchmen storyline is honestly still one of the best. And I think if you haven't, uh, if you haven't enjoyed it or got, gotten into it, by all means, it's something that you need to uh, pick up or just check out at least. If you're halfway interested in it, but yeah, I think it's something worth, worth buying, worth, worth getting into. Shandy's still busting the door open. <laughs> looks like, looks like uh, Shandy's still getting in the door. <laughs> My dog must have the world's most powerful nose uh, because <laughs> she's, yeah, she she's determined to, to get. She well, to she doesn't out. like closed doors to begin with. Um, oh, I. She does not like closed that. doors. So if you go in, in, I'll just say this without getting too personal. When I go to the bathroom, that is my throne, but I don't hold court in there. Okay, <laughs> so I the door gets shut, and you don't bother me while I'm in there. If the door doesn't get shut all the way, the dog nudges the door open and then walks away. Yeah. So now you're in there with like a halfway open. <laughs> bathroom door and perfect yeah right <laughs> so she does not like uh closed doors and so i don't know how she nudged it open the second time but anyway right so yeah um in in terms of like breaking down the story i don't really want to say a whole lot because i don't want to spoil these books because i think a lot of right. our listeners are like we are they tend to fall behind a little ways but i i really i really like how this story is unfolding and you know, for several months, we talked about how DC had this long-term plan for how they were going to go from uh, New 52 to Rebirth to Doomsday Clock to the culmination of this whole story. Right. And so far, so good. And, and you look at the other big events that have happened, like Dark Nights fits in very well with what we've seen mm -hmm. with Doomsday Clock. Yeah. And this is where I have to give a lot of credit to Marvel. And Marvel has now gone back into their long-term planning for their characters and their storylines. Yeah. It really is, Ryan, in so many different ways. Uh, I feel like a, a tremendous renaissance for comic books that DC, Marvel, even image valiant are producing really great work with these long-term plans. And yeah. that is what readers have been asking for is if you're going to make changes to characters, that's fine, but it's got to have a, a reason and a purpose behind it. it. It just can't be, well, let's change this because it's cool. You know, 
Right. People will love it. People love change. Well, if there's one thing comic book fans really don't like is a whole lot of change. <laughs> <laughs> tend to tend to grouse at it. Um, and just, you know, really kind of giving a, a big shout out to, to Marvel with the reset of Captain America, the reset of the Avengers, mm-hmm. simple storytelling, but yet compelling with an end game end goal in mind. And I think this is what's making comics really, because I mean, we're, we're seeing it mirror so much of what we see from at least Marvel movie wise, DC, you know, we hold out hope <laughs> that we'll see that as right. well too. But um, yeah, man, just, it, it is a good time to be reading and the way these companies have put out their books, it's a great time to go to your local comic shop and pick up a book and, and not feel like you're like, what, yeah. what do I need to do? <clears throat> Where do I need to read? It sounds like it's kind of kicking out an old horse, but we're happy to see this happening. It, it yeah, feels good. Very much so. Yeah. It feels good. And in Captain America, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed the, the, the reset on that. They didn't do away with the storyline of uh, Secret Empire. We're now dealing with a Steve Rogers who has to essentially kind of rehabilitate his public image and basically, you know, kind of going a little bit rogue, kind of like what we saw yeah. with Civil War. And in Winter Soldier, where he's buying in, but he's not willing to spend all of his money on certain <laughs> things. And it is Steve Rogers. It's not because I, I mean, for a while, you know, Marvel had two Captain America books and it's mm-hmm. like, what? Two Captain America books. And, you know, they had with, with two different Captain Americas and yeah. two different. Iron Man, you had Iron Man and then you had Iron Heart and, and it just was like you had Odin's son and then you had Thor and then you it just, it's like, okay, you had the, the totally awesome Hulk and okay. Yeah. Which is fine to get it's diverse fine. and expand. And then, Not and then argue you know, with honestly, that, but I think and, it showed in the sales that, that people struggle. They didn't know where to go. They Right. And I think that was more the confusing part of it. I don't think it was, to be honest with you, when when I picked up, because I read uh, Thor, which was um, Jane Foster Jane, Thor, yeah, Jane Foster Thor, mm-hmm. and I read some Ironheart, and I started reading some of these alternative, I should say, you know, we'll call them alternative heroes. Um, I, they are good storytelling. Mm-hmm. It was good storytelling, and what was more frustrating is that you know, of course, you know the fandom that exists that kicks um, you know Star Wars Star Wars actors off of Twitter because. <laughs> Yeah, you know, because people can't uh, be, you know, be human and let these people alone. You know, I didn't like your movie, so you apparently have to go into recluse. Like, no, just don't like a movie. Like, that's totally okay to just not like a movie is, and go home okay. and eat dinner. Like, that's fine. Like, it's one hundred percent acceptable to not like something. It's a PG it's, show, yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to easy tiger. Dude, it's so it's dumb, and I hate people for doing. Oh that well, kind dude, of I, I will straight up tell you. I mean, the the you know, hey, yeah. you know, we defended the Last Jedi in almost a three hour episode. Sure, uh, won't be doing that with Solo, but we defended the Last Jedi in a three hour show. <laughs> right, and here's my opinion on this stuff, dude. You know, if you if you didn't now, I may take a little bit of a different opinion than you. Um, I didn't like uh, the reason why I didn't enjoy Ironheart was not because it was a young 
girl in Iron Man armor. That's not why I didn't like it. I just, I wasn't a fan of the stories that were being told. Sure. I, I, I wanted a little bit more traditional Tony Stark and things like that. But did I go to Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and, and just, you know, basically show my rear end? No, I just didn't buy the books. There you go. Yeah, you voted. You voted with your wallet. I just didn't buy you the said, books. Okay, well, okay. I think I'm good. Yeah, I'm all set. And, you know, like, I got an X amount of money for budgeted for books. It looks like it's not going to be these. And right. there you go. So yeah, but what I and I don't want to cut you off. But what I want to say, Ryan, is you know those people aren't really fans. Those aren't fans. I, I don't consider those. You know, the people who ran uh, Kelly Tran off of Twitter and and yeah. Daisy Ridley. Uh, those aren't fans. I'm sorry. You're, you're not in the Star Wars family. Uh, you may have a very cool Darth Vader tattoo on your leg. An awesome dude. Totally killer. <laughs> that, that doesn't make you a fan. <laughs> it just yeah. doesn't. And, yeah. You know, so yeah, those it aren't makes fans. It makes you a terrible human being. Yeah, those aren't fans. And, and if you didn't like The Last Jedi, or you didn't like Ironheart, or you didn't like Jane Foster as Thor, you have that right to that opinion. Just don't like it. Don't buy it. Don't make, don't make life miserable for the people, number one, who enjoy it or for the people who are doing that work. Yeah. You know, you, you and I aren't big fans of the flash, but I'm not going to jump on Twitter and, and berate. Yeah. <laughs> people who are on That's the, the flash. Thing, like, no worries. I give my simple, you know, we gave our criticism of it and we said, okay, you know, it's not for me, you know, and, and I heard from the couple of listeners that it's like, man, this is the show I get to enjoy with my kids. And this is the show I get to enjoy with, with my family. And I'm and and it was an immediate, like, that is fantastic. Absolutely. That is so good. Absolutely. Because it's good for you to be able to do that and share those experiences. And, you know, it's a little dorky for me, you know, I'm out and you know, I just, I'm not going to, you know, there's only so many hours in the day. We talk about this all the time. There's so many hours, so many hours in a day and there's so many, so many hours in a week where I'm just like, you know what? an hour of that to take to watch a show that maybe I'm not enjoying, man, we all make that decision. I, I'm not, I'm not going to watch first, that show or the second episode of cage season two. So yeah. Man. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, you know, I, I watched a few episodes of the new Jessica Jones. I'm done. I think I'm done. And I didn't even start the new cage, but to be honest with you, from what I've seen so far, I'm not impressed. I will probably watch the first episode just to make sure that I can get, some of it in so I can understand it a little bit better. But to be honest with you, I'm not interested in starting it. I'm not interested in starting Iron Fist either. I'm not interested yeah. in doing that because yeah. of my experiences before. So I'm, you know, I'm good. But I'm could okay. you do me a favor and take to Twitter though, please, and and blow up Kristen Ritter and make her feel terrible. But yeah, I'm not gonna yeah, I'm not gonna do that to, to Kristen Ritter. I'm not gonna do that to Mike Coulter. No. I'm not. No. I'm not gonna do that not. to uh Finn what's his name? Uh Finn something, yeah. right? I don't know. But I'm not going to do that to them. I'm not going to try to bash them for what they're doing for everybody else because, you know, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Reddit myself, and I see fans of these shows and they, man, they dig in and they love them and they, and they get it and they're into it and they, and they enjoy it. And it's like, you know what? If, if I have to say something about it, it's, I don't enjoy it. Thank you very much. You know what? If you want to hear more, I have a whole show where I talk about why I don't. But I'm over here on this corner of the internet hanging out, and that's all I'm doing. Yeah. So don't worry about me, because what I say d- d- means a hill of beans to anybody exactly. else. 
But the last thing I'm going to do is try to make somebody feel bad about what they're doing. You know what? There's a lot of stuff that, you know, we, we pick on a lot of stuff. We pick on the, the X-Men timeline. We, we pick on Solo. We, we pick on it a little bit. It's sincerely in good fun. It's yes. sincerely not a thing that we are losing sleep over and upset no. about. And, I, and I'll be buying Solo day one on 4K Blu-ray like I do every sure. other Star Wars movie. Don't sure. worry. I will be. You saw it with James, right? I, we did. It, it didn't leave yeah, a lasting James enjoy imp- it? We had fun. It didn't leave a lasting impression. I mean, you know. You had fun? We did Great. have no, yeah, I didn't hate it. But it, yeah. it uh, you know, in terms of like, It was a f- overall. A fun Star Wars movie. Done. Yeah. Right. It'll be pretty. It gives a fun Star Wars collection. movie. Good job. Yeah. And yeah. <clears throat> no one cares. Yeah. The, the, and, the and, world and kept you, spinning. <laughs> Even though John, who's, you know, super uber Star Wars fan, is not completely in love with Solo, the world kept spinning. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but you're not about to, I mean, no, I didn't, I did not like, lose any sleep over we, it either. We may pick on it a little bit, but it's at the same time, like if you enjoy solo, like if you just, man, man, I dig that movie, man. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was great. I thought it was everything I really wanted it to be. Great. Then awesome. Yeah, man. That is fantastic. And I hope you enjoyed it with somebody else who really enjoyed it too. And you know, who knows? Maybe, I, and the, dude, this is the first, like, you know, modern Star Wars movie that I did not see multiple times in the, in the theater. Right. Uh, so who knows, you know, when it comes out, uh, just, it, man, it's just doing it just a couple of weeks, by the way. Um, who knows? Maybe after multiple viewings, I'll be like, hey, you know, this really is great. I like it. I enjoy it. You never know. Yeah. So, but, but again, said, you know, I'm not going like to be a said, person. Like said, I'm not going to use reasonable <laughs> fanboys Twitter page to just, you know, I did poke a little fun the other day that I do think it's rather telling, though, that Rampage and the Meg managed more box office ticket sales than a star Wars movie. I think that's sad. Um, yeah. And that's a little odd. It is odd. And that was the point, but I think that's it's healthy. There's things that are healthy criticism. Correct. And then there's, and then there's like not just being not, and then just not being productive at all yeah. and being mean spirited. Because in my worldview, uh, a movie like Rampage should not be making more money than a star Wars movie. I'm sorry. I just, sure. from my <laughs> perspective, that's ridiculous, but it did. Yeah. And hopefully someone at Disney went, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this movie should not have made more money than a Star Wars movie. <laughs> sure. Right. And I'm sure there so. was at least one person who said that. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you're alone. The guy who runs the Star Tours ride at Disneyland. He's the one who said it. You know, this is ridiculous. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, dude. So, uh, I, you know, yeah. I, I think we've said, you know, our, our piece um, on that. I don't, you know, we got we to gotta wrap this up. I don't want to end the show on a, on a downer note. But... I guess from what we're trying to say, and I and I think I can speak for you a little bit here, though you were so eloquent in the way you put it. We understand that our listeners range in a variety of different ways. We've got people who are super, super duper fanboys. Yeah. And then we got some people like Rex Diamond, co-host of Saucy Riss and Tasty Licks, literally sure. listens to every episode and will say, I don't even know what you guys are talking about, but I love <laughs> hearing you guys talk. Oh, um, and I think he's being biased you, because he's also a friend. But uh, so we understand that. And what we're simply saying is, guys, there's a reason why this show is called Reasonable Fanboys. When this is all mm-hmm. said and done, whether Batman's an atheist, <laughs> Solo's a good movie, Doomsday Clock ends with a thud, Captain America, like, I don't know, 
joins the Salvation Army and becomes a hippie. I don't know. <laughs> Ultimately, none of this stuff has a bearing on the real world. This is our, this is our escapism. This is where we go to have fun and live in a fictional world of whimsy, yeah. right? Yeah. And we love it. We get impassioned over it. You've heard sure. us get impassioned. But I guess what I'm saying is reasonableness, let's always stay reasonable. It's okay if people have different opinions. It's okay if people have different perspectives. These are not world-changing things. We're not talking about real-world application. That's all. But we love it. And if you disagree with us, something... then you're, we, we're upset. No, I'm just, <laughs> that's a joke. I think it's something to be said that as reasonable as you can talk about this stuff with, you can talk about most stuff with. And I think it, when it comes to the real world stuff, right, when it comes to the news cycle and when it comes to family members or friends that maybe have a different viewpoint than you, reasonable approaches will get further than just yelling into the ether. Yeah, and I think absolutely. we see a lot of that. And I think that we, we wanted this show to be separate of a lot of that. And we talk about a few real things here and there that hit home. And we talk about a few things that, that have bothered us. You know, um, we, we spent a little time talking about the hurricane last year that hit my hometown. Mm-hmm. And um, we've had some, you know, obviously some devastation happen in this last year with even with shootings and uh, with lives being ended a little too early than what we thought would happen. And even in just our field. and you know, close to home. So as we encourage, we encourage our, the way we speak about this kind of stuff, we, we get a little nutty about it. We have, we have an entertainment show and, and we like to dive into that kind of stuff. And it's you will diving get into goat. entertainment. If you start talking about X-Men timelines, you'll get us wound up. There it is. <laughs> but we don't lose no. sleep over it. But <clears throat> those are the, the things that are happening in our real life will cause you to lose sleep enough. And, we don't want anything that we say or that that is in our field of entertainment to to enter that and and sometimes it does but i think it's it's just as john was saying it's really important to remember how you talk about you know difference of opinions with with your neighbor with your family members um be kind speak patiently and be okay with those differences um be grateful that you can have a kind conversation about differences of opinion. Um, and I think that, and honestly, that's what's, that's to me, the most important aspect of, of being a human being is being able to have a kind, honest conversation with someone else. I love it. John and I have, John and I have that conversation all the time. We, we talk, <clears throat> sometimes we need to catch up and sometimes we need to get stuff straight and we have kind, honest conversations. And it helps us grow as people. And I can only encourage others to do that. I'm, uh, you know, I'm sure I'm speaking to every choir it's possible. And everybody's like, well, of course, Ryan, we all do that. But hey, I'll say it anyway. I got a platform to say it, so I'll say it. It's our show. <laughs> we can say whatever we want. So there we go. I can say whatever I want. <laughs> Expertly put, and I think that's a, that's a great way to, to put a bow on this one. Awesome. Uh, before we go, um, I do want to add just a couple quick things. Um, 
mention Saucy Riff's Tasty Licks. We will be recording a new show this weekend that will go up uh, probably Sunday afternoon. Uh, so we know we have a lot of cross listeners. We're excited. We got a special guest on Sirtle, which is short for Saucy Riff's Tasty Licks. Ed. We simply know him by his first name right now. Ed will be joining us for a brief interview on Saturday. Now, you may be saying, well, who, who's, who's Ed? Uh, Ed is the guy who prepares Metallica's food. Yeah. That's killer. Yeah. If you want to know how we got Ed, and Ed is legit. He's not a made-up guy. Co-host of the show, Rex Diamond, had a great conversation with Ed this past week. And he's actually going to be calling the show. Uh, we're going to do our best to try to get this call live on the podcast. Not, it won't broadcast live, but we got to do a little chicanery to get his call into uh, the feed. But it'll be, it'll get done. So we're not worried about it. Um, he's got actually about a fifteen-minute window from when Metallica is done with their last song into when they need to get some food in their bellies. So that's actually pretty cool. Wow. So, yeah. That's awesome. So he's on the road with them and you he guys got the, the interview with him. How we got Ed, you're going to have to listen to the show to find out. No spoilers. So we've got Ed from Metallica's Food That's Club, right? Yeah. On the show Saturday uh, for Saucy Riffs Tasty Licks. Uh, we're super excited about that. Um, also, for Reasonable Fanboys, we love to hear from you guys. We got our Twitter page at our Reasonable Fanboys Podcast. That's RFBPC. You got yes. it. Don't ask me the password for that account because I can never remember it. <laughs> right, Ryan? Don't worry. I'll give it. I'll text it to you yeah. again. <laughs> um, people are like, dude, they just they're probably to give out their password. And there's nothing there to you're not going to get anything yeah. if you have fun. Yeah. All right. Uh, but you can find us on Twitter. We do have a Facebook page. Don't bother. We don't go there. Um, nope. And you can always reach us by emails. Uh, uh, Reasonable fanboys at gmail.com. I do want to ask one super thing, though, guys. Um, if you love the show, please subscribe. It's one thing to see us pop up on a feed and just kind of hit the stream button. That's awesome. We're never going to say don't do that. It helps us long-term planning for the show to hit the subscribe button and actually have it download to your device of choice through your podcast catcher of choice, no matter what that may be. We're on a number of different um, options there. So please subscribe. Give us a rating right. too. We would love it. We really would. Yeah. Ratings, ratings honestly help like crazy. So if you're thinking, man, I really enjoy the show. Love to pay him back a little bit. We don't want your cash. That's cool. Well, we'll take um, it. No, I mean, I'm not going to turn it down, but if you want to start a GoFundMe, <laughs> just kidding guys. It's not that bad. By all means, go for it. We'd love it. But, uh, but at the other side, on you know, the same time of that, the, the only thing that really can kind of help us or pay us back would just be a review. Yes. Um, a five-star review and just letting us know how you feel about the show. Um, uh, yeah. So, uh, Man, I'm out of gas. You're out of gas? Yeah, I got no gas. All right, that's it. This has been Reasonable Fanboys. My name is Ryan. I am John. Be kind to one another. Rewind. <laughs>